Reform Singaporean Podcast, where I am Chris, the Reform Singaporean that the title refers to. And we have come to a new episode, starting off, you could say, a new series. And this series will be called World Views. Now, in today's introductory episode, I'll be joined by my two very special guests. One, uh, one of them is should be quite familiar to y'all, but the other is actually a new guest that we have on this podcast. So maybe in no specific order, could you guys kindly introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is not YB. I'm Caleb. <laughs> Welcome, Caleb. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Hello, Caleb. I'm Caleb. Yes. YB, <laughs> can you introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, I guess you guys remind me. Remember me as Isaac, right? Yeah, I, oh, I, I yeah. think I think they will remember you as Isaac. Shameless Park, simple, simply reformed Christian. You guys can go and check oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Please, 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 please send my friend Isaac your support uh, on his podcast, known as send Simply Reform Christian, because uh, I think he has been a bit discouraged because um he he, uh, he needs more people listening. So so please uh, I encourage him to upload more. So yeah, that'll be great. Nah, I'm go- I'm I'm not going to upload soon. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, to me. Well, if you guys also want to know, I I help him out in his podcast quite a bit because he oh, yeah. talks about you know the London Baptist Confession, and in each of those episodes, I think I think I'm in every single one of them. <laughs> I'm more or less, more or less. I think I'm more or less in every single one of them. So uh, yeah, do check it out. We cover a lot of great stuff that we don't on this podcast. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so to start us off, I think let uh let me just let our listeners know that this episode will be a little bit different. I know that most of the episodes are just me doing a lot of talking, a lot of you know, maybe information dump. So maybe let let's change the pace a little bit here. I was thinking that today's episode will be a very free for all kind of discussion among the three of us about the topic of worldview. Now. I guess to start us off for our listeners, what even is a worldview? Right? What, what even is a worldview? Maybe could you guys help us with that? Uh, worldview. What is a worldview? Yes. Uh, how do you define a worldview? I, I, I guess simply put it, it's just how our upbringings, our own religion and whatnot, how it itself affects us. The way we view the world, the way we view society. In fact, the way we view things that is going on in society. I think right now, one of the most popular topics that is going on is the American uh, presidential election, right? Everyone is looking at it. Everyone is excited, yeah. even though we are not Americans. Yeah, yeah. But I, the way we look at it, the way we wish who to be the president of the United States, it, it is somewhat of a worldview of what our own, I guess you can put it as the presuppositions that we have. Or, and the hopes that we have for the future of America, in fact, for the future of the world. So I guess, in the essence, worldview is just how we see the world, be it politics, be it wh- whatever that's going on out there in the society. Yeah, we okay. with our presupposition. Okay, uh, what, what about Caleb? What, what do you think a worldview is? Uh, everything that Isaac said, uh, but I guess the only addition is that it is the, what we call the tacit way of how we live our life, and in the meaning of which is that this is a subconscious uh, uh, item in our lives, which you can either reject it or you can either say it doesn't exist, but it is still there, and it actually affects and it controls a big portion of how you decide things, and uh, yeah, how you decide things and how you see things 
in your current life as of now. Yeah. So, yeah, it may differ from one person to another, but it will be still be there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I I I think uh yeah both of you said great stuff, but if I were to quickly just uh put it in a nutshell, a worldview is basically the lens in which we look through to define everything else. Okay, a worldview is simply the lens in which we look through in order to define everything else. So what do I mean by that? All of us, right, all of us, we have a worldview, whether we realize it or not. Okay, we have a very base presupposition, or at least we have a very base um, assumption that we hold on to, and, we, and with that assumption, we define everything else in life. So what YB talked about, you know, politics... Uh, Caleb talked a little bit more about you know viewing things in general, but yeah, really it, it it really is how we define everything in life, whether it be our ethics, whether how we whether we define what's the meaning of life, you know what is right and wrong, all these different things, right? They, how we define them, it, it really stems from what our worldview is. Okay, so with that that very basic definition out of the way, maybe yeah. I would like to ask y'all, what do y'all think the state of, uh, or rather, what do y'all think the worldview of Singapore is? What is Singapore's worldview as a whole? J- just a guess. A very, yeah, very yeah. interesting question. Yeah, I, I mean, we are living in a very diverse society. We cannot escape from that. The worldview that we have is always a very mixed group of worldviews in a sense. But I think generally speaking for Singaporean. Uh, we tend to be more politically correct in some sense that we don't we try not to offend people I think on a very base level we try not to offend people as much as we can uh, we might not necessarily agree with one another but as much as we can we don't insult one another so we try to have that so-called harmony uh, yeah sustaining a harmony within different worldviews in Singapore yeah mm, yeah yeah I, I, I think that that's very true I think for our listeners who might not be in Singapore, because apparently there are some of y'all who are listening from, from the UK, uh, some of y'all listening from the US, so that's really quite cool. Uh, for you guys, if you're listening to this, Singapore is known to be very racial, uh, all about racial harmony, uh, because that was one of the pillars in which we, the country was founded by our late founder, Lee Kuan Yew. Right, he was very big about you know all the all people of all races living together peacefully, working together to really build up this nation from the from ground zero, right? So yeah, we are very big on that. Maybe uh, Caleb, what what do you think Singapore's worldview is? Mm, I think there's this, you know, okay. This is also one of our founding principles as a nation. It is uh, meritocracy. I think it's if I sum it properly. So if you work hard, you get the money, or if you Get or if you are better at something, then you would, you know, get better things, and so this is actually a. I don't feel that 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 uh, the, perhaps our founding fathers said that okay, the let's gonna establish this value meritocracy, then people just kind of followed it. But it's more of like a, it's already there, but not to just put a label on it. Mm, yeah. yeah. So that's something that I think most Singaporeans already adapted. Like uh, as we, a lot of Singaporean uh, parents. Uh, of the good goodness of their heart will tell their children, you know, if you work hard, you will, you won't be you'll be having a good job, mm. yeah, and you will strive for big things, yeah. So that's actually the basic principles of meritocracy, you know, being rewarded, yeah, and for true. doing good, in a sense, yeah, or contributing to society. 
yeah, it's a very Chinese thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It has a lot of Chinese, Chinese roots. <laughs> it's seeped yeah, in Chinese roots, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you all brought up a very interesting point. It's a very Chinese thing. So what makes it a very Chinese thing? <laughs> meritocracy? Yeah, 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 meritocracy. I, I, I don't know how to put it, but I think generally for for Asians, especially Chinese, I think us being Chinese, we have grown up with a Chinese family. A lot of times we see that the parents, you know, it might not be our own parents, but the parents of our friends, uh, is always pushing for that, you know, study hard so you can get a better job. Get a better job and then work hard in that, in that field so that you can earn a lot of money. And yeah. after that, you know, you can give it to me <laughs> or you yourself can live a better life or you can give a better life to your own family. So mm-hmm. it's all rooted with this idea of physical or material wealth yes yeah. and uh, i guess one reason at least for what i suspect is that because uh both china and singapore 100 years just put it as put it as 100 years ago it's a very poor place <laughs> yeah yeah it's a very poor city and a lot of our parents has gone through that phase of being uh poor materially poor yes so i guess in some ways do not wish for us to go back to that state and so the encouragement has always been for us to strive harder to get more so as to not you know go back mm. <laughs> seems yep. as a back like very backward thing yeah, yeah. that's my guess yeah. Yeah. and that's why during Chinese New Year we always wish each other Kong Si Fa Chai or Kong Hi Fa Choi basically <laughs> hope you get rich <laughs> yeah, in, in essence yeah. we are espousing yeah, yeah in essence we are espousing prosperity theology onto our family members right uh, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we as Chinese we are naturally very prosperity driven. Uh, I mean, we have a god of prosperity in the Chinese. Yeah, exactly, religion. exactly. Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. I, I think that's where I would like to get to next, actually, um, because I think a big part of our worldview as Singaporeans is shaped by religion, right? Because uh, yeah, most yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think we are a bit different from, let's say, America where they are generally like they don't don't really know what they believe or maybe their parents don't really hold on to something uh or even if their parents are so-called christians i mean come on lah you examine their theology maybe they're not even christians to begin with right uh but i think in singapore or rather us as chinese people in general uh yeah i think we have brought up a couple of things a couple of good things about singapore is that we are very uh harmonious and we, we want to uh, love people of all kinds of races. I don't think I don't think you have a critical race theory problem here in Singapore as you would in America. So I think that's something to thank God for. Uh, and I think another good thing about Singaporeans, Chinese people in general, is that they are very family oriented. So we have talked about how uh, even their pursuit of wealth is mainly to so that they can support their parents and support their children in the future, which is not exactly a wrong thing to desire, right? So. Uh, I would like to cover the so-called good things first before we really get into, I guess, more neat, nitty and gritty stuff. Yeah, so let, let, let's talk about religion. So what is the predominant religion here in Singapore? <laughs> Buddhism, I guess. Yeah. I, I will not even categorize Buddhism, but Chinese folk religion. Mm. Yeah, for like a better term. Mm-hmm. So mixture of Buddhism, Taoism, and Confucianism, and Chinese for religion yeah it's a very it's a very weird mix i'll put it as that it's a very weird mix yeah and we have then of mm-hmm. course we have christians and muslims and hindus also yeah in the major mm. religions here mm-hmm. 
Yep, yep. So yeah, the, 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 yeah. Mm, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, no. It's alright. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, there's Buddhism, right, and Taoism, all these you know, Eastern philosophies, as we call it, you know, Confucianism. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a lot more apparent in the older generation, at least in uh, let let's say our our parents' generation, people who were born in like the you know, 1950s, 60s, people who are adults now. Um, you know, they would really hold on to these religions more strongly. Yeah, I think at least from my observation, it's because it's really fam- family tradition. It's passed on. Like to be part of the family is to hold on to this religion. You know, the whole idea of even changing religion is like one of the ultimate offenses you can ever make as a Chinese person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to your family members, right? Because you know, to to be a Buddhist is to be what your great grandfather was, your great great grandfather was, uh, and of course th- this goes into other things like you know ancestral worship. You know, to to oh, yes. yeah 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 right right to depart from that is to basically say that I hate my ancestors. <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. I I think that's something that maybe our parents who are Christian, first generation Christian, you could say. I think that's something they would have struggled with. Yeah, like for example, my my own mom. Uh, her father threatened to disown her if she, if she were to ever get baptized. Yeah yeah. So that was something that they struggled with for a while. Uh. So yeah. Maybe what about you guys? Uh. What what is really the main religious driving force in Singapore? Yeah. Speaking of ancestral worship, hmm. I guess I can talk a bit about that. Uh, for you guys who do not know, I actually come from a Buddhist family. I am a first gen myself. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, the idea is is really ingrained in us. I, if you guys don't know, especially for those of you who live overseas, if you guys don't know, one of the main uh structure or pillars of of Buddhism in Singapore. It, it, People, most Buddhists will not call Singapore Buddhism, Buddhism, because it's yeah. a very, it's a very mixed uh, <laughs> pot. So one of the main, one of the very strong idea that is in the Singapore Chinese religion, at least, is this idea of ancestral worship, where when one family member passed on into the afterlife, there's a whole idea that the afterlife is very similar to the life that we have now. And so the idea is that they need money. Right in this life, we need money. In the afterlife, we need money, and so the whole idea of burning hell notes, or what we call it, is basically money they use in hell or the afterlife. The money that you spend is ingrained there. So a lot of time, that fear, quote unquote, is that the parents are fearful that if your par- if your children convert, then nobody will burn- be burning money for them, and so in the afterlife, they will not have any money to spend. They will have a horrible afterlife if they don't have any um. Descendants in this in this to burn money for them to give money for them. It sounds very weird, you know, for especially for our Western uh, listeners. But this is what uh, we believe in. As in, this is what most sorry, not what we believe in, but <laughs> this is what a lot of us Chinese in Singapore believe in. And so that whole idea of and, and ancestral worship is also a very important thing. You know, you have to go and pay respects to your ancestors. To your mm. late grandparents, to even if you can trace all the way back to your great 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 whatever, you need to go and pay respect to them. And in almost a way, you have to worship them because they are keeping you safe. Yeah. They are like gods mm. watching over you. And so it's very frowned upon uh, if you change religion because you're you are denying everything that they have been passing on for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. In, as in some ways, or uh, maybe not thousands, but hundreds of years at least. So mm. it's um it's a very traditional thing law. So it's, it's, it's very difficult in, in some ways for families to accept that, oh, uh, you're no longer 
uh, a Buddhist, as how they call it. And yeah. so what, how, what about my, what about the rites? Uh, another thing that people are afraid of is their funeral, so yeah. who's going to do the funeral for Where will be my children when I die? And so that is that kind of fears la, that they will have as Chinese parents. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Caleb, do you have anything to add to that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I think I think what we've talked about so far is that, I guess a big part of Singaporean religion is Buddhism. Uh, at least I guess the staunch, the more staunch Buddhists would be those of the older generation. So for young adults like us, okay, I I think I would like to zoom in more on what is the state of religion for our generation. The, you, you can say the Gen Z people Or even the late millennials Yeah, yeah, right, right For young adults like us What do you think is the state of religion? Is, Buddh- is Buddhism something that you can still say Is a main religion in, in Singapore? Uh, what, what, what do you guys think? Selfism, liberalism, oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that, that is true <laughs> Well <laughs> <laughs> Okay I, I, I think... To put it bluntly, the younger generation don't buy whatever the older generation gives to them anymore. At least for Buddhism, you know, they don't buy it anymore. It doesn't seem logical. It's very mm. illogical if you think about it. In the afterlife, you need this life to take care of your afterlife. In some ways, you need people in this life to support your afterlife. It sounds a bit illogical to most people. Yeah. This day, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. most people, yeah, they they drift away. But yet, at the same time, because, as I said, it's selfism. A lot of time, it's about me, about my own games. I think young people in this generation, also a lot of them have this idea that I should do well in life. I should I should be well off, I should have tons of money. And so what do they turn to? They turn to the god of fortune. If you guys don't know, there's the god of fortune in the Chinese religion. Yeah. <laughs> worship the god of fortune, worship whatever god you can find under the sun. Guan, Guan Ying Mang, uh, well, Guan, Guan Ying. Uh. What's Guan Ying is another one. Tyson, yeah. Tyson is the. Oh, yeah, Tyson is. Yeah, yeah, Tyson Tao. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there is a Tuti Shen for you to 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 a Tuti literally means earth ground. Uh, is to watch over your footsteps, like make sure you don't fall. You know this kind of things. Right, right. Uh, tons and tons of different gods for different things. It's almost like Greek gods. You know, want to mm. take care of the wine. <laughs> want to take care of you the need harvest. one god to take care of each separate thing yeah, in the everything. world, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. That's a whole so, lot of gods. <laughs> it, it's a whole lot of gods. So, so yeah. Chinese, usually people still turn to them, no? I think it's not just for the Chinese, but generally everyone in, in Singapore still turns to God for wealth, mm. for for their own gain, for my own gain. Yeah, yeah. And also generally, uh, this generation tends to be more liberal, also, in the way that they are more accepting of different ideas and different thoughts. So they're mm. very open to to different things, law, especially with. US being one of the major players in the, in the world stage. Singapore are actually quite influenced by them also. Um, be it the liberals or be it the conservatives also, we are affected by them. We are influenced by them one way or another. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would mm-hmm. say we are also quite westernized in some ways. Yeah, yeah very westernized. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, actually, I think it's going to the point where, actually, if you realize, if you look upon like Singapore culture, actually, if you look at, you know, other states as well, if you notice that the education level will also edu- dictate what kind of beliefs you you get. As in, okay, as we look at Singapore culture, for example, right? I'll, I'll just take like if I have uh, not so educated friends and I have the what what they will call more educated friends from better schools, from better education 
the better parents with more money compared to those ch children which is uh you know may not be the best parents or you know parents you know didn't really send them to great the, the best schools in the country their beliefs will be extremely different uh one would be some of them uh will actually hold to a more simplistic mindset you know they will follow the parents religion so they they still hold on to a little bit of the old old traditions and old, old uh, way of thinking but then when you go to the more educated ones when they start to dwell in in more lines of uh, scholarly knowledge they start to reject all of those ideas so as why we said that, that actually now singapore is actually uh, ringing up to that so more people are getting educated which is a good thing i, I believe it's a good thing uh, mm. but the consequence of, of that happening is that now people are starting to uh, what, what we call thinking out too much mm. means we think uh, all the values we're questioning all of them and eventually we are throwing them out of the window <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, so right. Yeah. We're tricky. Basically, we are out thinking and becomes a little sense of uh, what I think what uh, uh, what this American uh, uh, historical analysis says that eventually mor moralism or how we think about morals is not much of whether it is good or bad, but simply what is more efficient, yeah, what is yeah. more effective. Okay. Yeah, which is better, what is, what is more beneficial. And eventually, if you are smart enough to think your way out of it or to get your way out of it you're not in the wrong okay. yeah. simple okay yeah materialistic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, a lot of good things have been shared I think when we do look at our generation right uh, I think like what Isaac has just shared very relevant we are becoming very Americanized I think because we are really growing as a as a world really not, not just as a country I think the whole world in general is really stepping up in terms of their education in terms of easy exposure to you know because with the internet and all of this we are the world is becoming a lot smaller right? and uh, i think if anything our young younger people people of our generation we are very influenced by america whether we realize it or not <laughs> and i think with that also comes a lot of america's beliefs right mm -hmm. uh, and and i think how that translates to singapore is a bit weird at least in my opinion i think it's a bit weird because uh, you have the people, the, those who come from Buddhist families, okay, who are who are only Buddhist because of their family. Like like it's not a matter of whether Buddhism is true or whatever. It's only because like my parents were Buddhists. It's an identity issue. It's not a truth issue. It's an identity issue. And once you know they start being more educated and they start having this you know science, a lot of science knowledge. And they start to see that yeah maybe science d does not really make sense with like my current uh, religion, then that's why they discard it. I mean this is my prediction. I think that once our generation really becomes parents, right? Once we become parents of our own, uh, not not us because we are Christians, but for the general population of Singapore, they would do away with all religion. That's my that's my prediction. I think they would do away with all kinds of Buddhism, all kinds of family tradition because to them. That doesn't make sense. No, th that's irrational, illogical. Uh, that's just superstition, right? They, they think that, you know, God is just some superstition of the old times. Now we are in the new times, you know, we actually have answers to these things. So while, while people might have that train of thought, that why I say Singapore is so weird is because I think to some degree that would most probably be the way a lot of our... our um, our people would think, our generation would think. But at the same time, this is another observation I have. Okay? Well, while they are starting to think that, you know, religion and, you know, education, science are really separate, 
On the other hand, they do not really think about, like, for example, what even is truth? Or what, how can I really define what is truly right and what is truly wrong? Right? So they, they, actually, I find that our generation, they do not think critically in these areas, ironic as it may sound. Right? They, might, they might really be very smart people, Okay, Singaporeans are very at large. Most of uh, they are very brilliant people. Uh, you know, straight A's, high flyers in terms of grades and all. But they do not think about even the fundamentals of life. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys agree? Yeah. <laughs> you guys agree? Mm-hmm. Uh, they will say that yeah. I think I think my my parents' tradition is not rational and all of that stuff. They are not gonna pass it on to their kids. But I think they. What I wonder how would they even teach their kids what is right and what is wrong, and I think, and I think it will boil down to this. It will boil down to what is right is looking out for your family, okay. What is wrong is maybe hurting other people, that kind of thing. I I think that's as basic as their worldview would go, okay. So why 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 I get into that? Why I get into that is because, yeah, I I I think also with all the American influence. Right, I, I'm starting to see a lot of our generation speak like Americans. Uh, I think, yes. yeah, I think you guys can agree with me. Uh, just one example, very quick example, is the politics situation in America now. You know, left wing, right wing, all this stuff. But then I have a lot of, I see it on my Instagram, my Insta stories, a lot of people, uh, more girls than guys for some reason, uh, arguing. For example, you know, uh, we must be more liberal. We must be more. Uh, inclusive, all you religious folk, all you Christians, you are so bigoted. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so closed off, closed minded. Right? Uh, how can y'all hate on, on homosexuals? How can y'all hate on all these things? Right? So, so, all these very, what used to be American problems are starting to really seep in. It's starting yep, to yep. become part of Singapore's worldview. Right? Yep. I mean, as much as we can talk about what our parents held on to, you know, Buddhism, Taoism, and this, well, there's a lot to talk about there. I don't think our contemporaries would even know what Buddhism really is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think our contemporaries would even know about, you know, all, all the different philosophies, the eight, eightfold path, uh, <laughs> four noble truths, you know, all, all the you know, Brahma and, and, you know, ending of p- desire. I don't think you ask any of our so-called Buddhist friends, they would be able to explain any of that. Like, it's quite funny how we as Christians, we, <laughs> we would know their religion better than them. But, but you know, uh, I, I think that's the state of, yeah, I would say that's the state of Singapore's worldview today. So maybe if I can throw it out to you all, uh, how do you think we should reach out to our contemporaries? Of course, you know, we preach the gospel and, and you know, all of that. We do not compromise. But I, I guess in terms of contextualizing things a little bit, uh, how how can we confront this kind of worldview? How can we confront this kind of mindset? I, I, I think it's very interesting. Also, I, I we are in a very weird position. I, I, as in Singapore itself, we are in a very weird position. We are almost in that kind of transition stage. I guess I, I don't know how to put it, but yeah, yeah. Of course, we are influenced by America a lot. It's quite crazily, but yeah, at the same time, Singapore itself, we are very subjective. You know. You know living in a country where there are at least four to five major religions depending if you separate Taoism and Buddhism I usually don't separate them I just get to, I just chuck them under Chinese uh, folk religion because they're almost the same 
But of course, there are some differences, nuances. But nonetheless, um, it's it's very subjective. You know, people always imagine religion to be as oh, uh, that thing of afterlife. In fact, a lot of Singaporeans have this kind of entity and have this kind of approach to religion, such that oh, in heaven there will be four quarters. Uh, there will be four quarters. One quarter will belong to the Christians, the Catholics, and the Christians. They will go to Jesus and they will join uh, worship <laughs> Yahweh and whatnot. And they have another quarter. Oh, Buddha is there. So. All the all the Buddhist Chinese Buddhists are going to be Buddha, and the uh, Hindus, of course, they will have all their thousands over God, millions, and, millions, and millions of gods, millions, millions. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> millions <laughs> of God. Yeah, and the Muslims will be with Allah, and then of course, then in Singapore, we are in, in that kind of blender where oh, there will be a mixture. Some some of the Buddhists might 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 just somehow go across cross that border and cross into the Christian territory territories, and they will join the Christians. Right, that, that right. is the kind of. I, I guess fairy tale notions that Christ, uh, that Singapore uh, Singaporeans have. Mm. There are not but one. There is not just one god. There can be many, and there is not just one religion. There can be many. And so as you have said, the the idea of truth is no longer there. I think that is the the point that we should try to get to to the to mm. the people in Singapore. I think that's one of the best way to evangelize. Even for myself, when I talk to people. Is to tear down that worldview first of all, that worldview and the understanding that there's there can be many truths, mm. but in fact there's only one. I, I think that is that very fundamental idea that I mean to get across to the Singaporeans here. Christianities don't claim to be one of the religions, but Christianity claims to be the religion, the only religions, the only true religions out there. So I think yeah. it's a that is that one aspect that we need to get across first of all to to anyone in Singapore that. There must be an absolute truth. There is no such thing as relative truth. Yeah, in a sense. Mm. And also another idea that uh, that Singaporeans have is that oh, oh, you know that the story of the elephant that we touch the different parts of the elephant. Each religion touch a different part of the elephant. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I love. Yeah, right? yeah. 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 I know. It's about a that. Chinese story, by the way. Just saying, it's a Chinese story. There's four blind men that went into a room. And there's an elephant. I have the Christian answer for that. I, I have the Christian answer for that. <laughs> yeah. But and then this idea is very prominent in Singapore because it's a very Chinese thing, right? You touch yeah. the leg, this thing, the guy one guy think there's the pillar, or another guy touch the tail thing there is a rope. But you know, we all have different answers and different understandings. But ultimately, all path leads to one God, which is something that we as Christians do not agree and cannot accept, lah. Christian. So I think this is this is the areas that we need to get through. To, to the Singaporeans Yeah So uh, mm, yeah, that's, that's mm, the one That's mm, the That is what I see uh, for, for the situation In Singapore Yeah yeah, yeah. Totally agree Okay uh, Yeah uh, Caleb you got anything? Uh, no I think He kind of shared yeah. Most of it Okay Sure uh, Yeah Regarding the elephant analogy uh, I think for our listeners Who might not be familiar It's basically how There's an elephant In the room And you have about Five different people Touching it t- Touching different parts Of the elephant so you have one guy who, uh, or rather they, they, they are blindfolded. You could say they are blindfolded. So one, uh, and, and they don't know that it's an elephant. Okay, they don't know that it's an elephant. So one guy touches the, the leg and then he's like, oh, this feels like a trunk. And then one guy touches the tail. Oh, this feels like a, this feels like a rope. One guy touches the, the trunk. Or oh, this feels like a, uh, how do I say, a, a log. Yeah, a, a, a huge wooden log kind of thing. Uh, one guy touches the tusk and he's like, oh, this is quite smooth. Uh, maybe it's like ceramic or something, yeah. So you have like different, 
uh, they, they call it different strokes for different folks, right? You know, each person can have their own idea. Each person can have their own truth, okay, whatever that means. Each person ha can have their own perspective, but ultimately, they're all just as valid. They're all, you know, uh, or, or, or rather, if I can put it another way, one person says that, no, the, the, the true elephant is the trunk. The true elephant is the, the, the tail. The true elephant is the tusk, right? And they, they would all be correct, the elephant, all these things consist of the elephant, right? So, so we are all ultimately lo like looking to the same thing. But again, again, that, that assumes, okay, the, the problem of that analogy, okay, the problem of that analogy from a Christian perspective is that it assumes that no one can ever truly know the elephant as a whole. Like everyone just, uh, you know, everyone is just parts of the elephant, but it, they all combine into one whole. But no, we as Christians, we are different. Because, of course, in, in, this, in this case, we view the elephant as, truth like what is the ultimate truth but we as christians we have someone who has given us that ultimate truth we have someone that can see the whole elephant we have someone that sees the whole elephant and more than that that same someone has given to us showed us how that whole elephant looks like and that person is god the true god okay not your buddha not your allah not your Karl marx whatever it's god as shown in Jesus Christ, as shown in the Holy Scriptures, known as the Bible, right? So yeah, that's where I really want to get to, I guess, a, 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 our final point, okay? The final thing that we will touch on. Why, uh, and I think for all of us here, three of us, we are all, okay, Reformed Christians. We are all uh, Christians who believe that the Word of God is the sole infallible rule of faith for all of life and godliness. Okay, we believe that mm -hmm. in the Bible, you know, God has spoken. We know that in the Bible, God has given us everything that we would need Okay, for the for the Christian life, so with our worldview, okay, with the Christian worldview, why is it the only worldview that can really make sense of life and everything? Okay, it's a loaded question. I understand it's a loaded question, but to the best of your ability, give a quick answer. Why is Christianity the only worldview that can truly make sense coherently and cohesively of everything? Okay compared to every other religion in Singapore or worldview? <laughs> Loaded question, but that's the challenge. <laughs> because God. Because God said so. Exactly, that's it. You ask for a simple answer, there you go. Okay. Right. Uh I, I, I and you guys you are not to throw a thumb, let God be God right there. Yeah, yeah, let God be God, right? Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Not wrong, that's not wrong. In fact, actually that's what I wanted to get to. Because I wanted to make exactly. it sound very scary. I wanted to make it sound very scary. Like, oh you have to be some genius, you have to be some scholar, you have to be some PhD to really have an answer to this. My answer is no. Okay, you can teach this simple truth to a three-year-old and they would get it. Okay, they would get it. The reason why we, we as Christians, we actually have a place to say that we believe that there's absolute truth and we can believe that objectively that, that for example, murder is wrong, objectively. Okay, we believe that stealing is wrong. We believe that you know, racial discrimination is wrong. All these things, objectively, because God has said because God has said so. Okay, and I'm glad you guys got it. Even the three year old can oh. say because God said. Right. Uh of course a lot a lot more can be said about this. Uh you know, like like and why why I bring this up, okay, why I bring this up is because earlier on, if you guys remember, I said that how Singapore has some good traits. For example, we are very family oriented. 
right? We are we are oh, yes. we are all about racial harmony, right? But my question is, why? <laughs> my question to these people, my question to Singapore, is why? Why does that even matter? Okay, and of course, on the surface, a lot of people be like, huh, isn't that common sense? No, aren't we supposed to look out for one another? Aren't we supposed to you know take care of one another? Don't hate, you know, just love, bro. <laughs> right? My question is why? Okay, we have to really dig deeper. Okay, we have to question our presuppositions, our worldview. Right? What is the worldview that gives rise to calling something right or wrong, for example? Right? So so it, it really boils down to this. You know, you know, they, they would say things like, oh, because all humans have value. Right? All humans have value, for example. Then I'll say, where does that come from? Right? By what standard? Exactly. By what standard do does even a single human being have value? Is it because Buddha gave you value? I don't think so. Who gave who who even gave Buddha value to begin with? Right? Uh, is it because it's just nice? Right? Ha, uh, you know, it, it's because I prefer to be nice to people. Is, is that why you think being nice is right? Then what about that guy who prefers to be bad to people? What about that guy who prefers to murder that guy because it make, makes him feel good, right? Some people will say that, oh, we have to make each other feel good, make each other happy. What about what makes me happy is to kill that innocent baby? Yeah, right, right. So, so again, we have to really question our presuppositions. Uh, and, and if you think that, you know, all things are subjective, right? If all things are subjective, then why... Does Christianity preach some things which are contrary, totally contrary to, for example, Islam? Right? We believe in one God in three persons. Islam believes in only one God. Right? If you say that both are valid, both are true, that would be contradicting the law of non-contradiction. Okay? Right, right. The, the, the law of non-contradiction is basically, yeah, you know, for example, a car cannot be in the parking lot and not at the parking lot at the same time. Right? That would be contrary to each other. Right? Uh, yeah. And of course, uh, we don't have time to get into all the philosophy of it, but that's what I mean by I think a lot of us Singaporeans we do not think critically, we do not think enough, deep enough about all these things. We assume we assume the validity of these things, right? And we are just we are, and we are okay with it. We are okay with it. For example, when I was in serving my national service, when I was in the army, my friends just viewed me as a re- religious extremist. <laughs> when actually no I'm a Christian because and I, I come off as a religious extremist because fundamentally I believe that Christianity is true and by virtue of that statement I also believe that all other religions are false <laughs> right <laughs> but we don't talk like that anymore we don't think like that anymore and again that's why I also say it's so ironic don't you guys think it's so ironic that the 21st century we live in one of the most brilliant centuries in human history but yet the way that we think about life and all these things, compared to the first century people, I think the first century people were a m- lot more brilliant than us, comparatively speaking. Oh, yes. Even people in the first century with no science, with no whatever, they were critical thinkers. Okay, that's the credit that I can give them for. And we have lost all of that thinking. We have lost all of that kind of thing. And we just argue for like, you know, for certain rights, we argue for certain happiness or whatever but if 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 the origin of life came from fish if if all life came from fish okay if if we were just fish made into philosophers 
Okay, if we were if it were just the goo to you, <laughs> right? If it were from the goo to you, fish to philosophers, then again, where does the value of life come from? What right how do we even define what's right from wrong other than mere preference? Which is really no solid ground to argue from. Okay? So I I I I I'm gonna leave it at that, you know. Like we, we don't even think about you know, philosophy 101. What is truth? How can we be certain of anything? What is reality? What is morality? Right and wrong? All these different things. Yeah, yeah we, 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 again, our worldview, or rather the worldview of so many Singaporeans today, I find uh, is devoid of all those things. And that's sad. That's just very sad. Uh, and I think, uh, to answer my own question, how we as Christians can confront that kind of worldview is to say that, yes, the reason why they are so, their thinking is like that is really because of sin. Fundamentally, it's because of sin. Under the false pretense of wanting harmony, they actually are rejecting the true God. They actually do not want the true God. Yeah, it, it's, it's a self-collapsing worldview. Uh, what even gave rise to this so-called religious harmony is because they do not want to be harmonious with the true God of the universe. This irony on so many levels, and that's why we need to, to preach them, to preach the gospel to them. You know, they they need to repent, trust in Christ, and and I think more so than just being saved from the wrath of God and their sin, I think another great thing that Christ actually does for us objectively is to save us from our own flawed reasoning. Okay, mm-hmm. what Christ does actually is also to save us from our own flawed thinking, and I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think that's amazing. It is with Christ, with Christianity, that we can actually have a coherent worldview. We can actually see things objectively, and everything actually can make sense. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that that also goes goes against you know the modern notion of how science and religion are totally opposed to one another. I mean, my friends, I think that is not that can't be farther from the truth, right? Like it is actually only because of the Christian worldview that we can actually have room to do science. We actually have room to make moral claims. We actually have room to make knowledge tr- claims or truth claims. And that's what this series is all about. Okay, Today is just an introduction. I hope our conversations have really whet your, ap- your appetite <laughs> for what's to come. Okay? Yeah. How is the Christian worldview able to answer everything compared to the rest of the worldviews in the world that fails, that falls apart? That's what the rest of this series is for. And for our next episode, we'll be talking a bit about apologetics. Okay. Uh, what the Christian, uh, or rather, how do we go about defending the faith with all of this in mind? Okay. And evidence. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the answer is not evidence. But oh, yeah, yeah, I hope you guys are excited for that. Maybe b- <laughs> before we end, before we end, maybe do you guys have any like closing remarks about this? Hmm. Nope. Nope. Uh, okay. All things come from God. That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, Caleb. Caleb, do you have anything? Uh just make sure that your own worldview is uh is the Christian worldview, and you must know that it is indeed true. If you don't, if you don't establish that, you, you're, you're gonna go nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I like to put it this way. At the end of the day, it really boils down to this: Jesus Christ or absurdity. Okay? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ or absurdity. There's no middle ground. Okay? There's no neutrality. It's either you're in Christ or you're in Satan. Not. 
Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Coherent worldview or collapsing worldview. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, I, I think that's all I'll say for now. Uh, let me just end the episode here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. Yeah, and God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.